my lord. I have a crush and they don't know it. Kiara Iman's lyrics constantly play in my head. Hey God, you made such fine black men. Yes, you did. But even when I try and run from these feelings, one seed was already planted. Like a thorn in my flesh, Lord, please take it. And every time you remind me, my grace is all you need. But God, but God, I plead, my grace is sufficient for thee, he intervened. For me, yes, you. Come back to our secret place and I will tell you of all the things I see. Yo, welcome back to my third podcast. We are live. Okay, this is pre-recorded, but (laughs) all right, y'all, we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. I had two dreams back to back and to spare the details of who all was in them. I understood that the very spirit of jealousy was lingering within. I was tired of dealing with the same things, but somehow, somehow I knew this wouldn't be the end. Usually when I sense jealousy arising, I would fast from social media, but as I was entering this fast, um, Holy Spirit told me not yet to social media. He said, don't delete it yet. And I realized that to move one step closer to freedom, you have to know how to cancel things out. So because the jealousy was arising, God gave me two phrases, jealousy and honor and jealousy and humility. He gave me two words to cancel out one thing. So I thank you for that, Holy Spirit. He doubled my trouble. Even before I noticed jealousy, though, God dealt with me on pettiness. And what's sad about it is that all of these dreams had my crush in it. Yeah. But when Holy Spirit dealt with me on this pettiness, he woke me up at three in the morning. And I just want y'all to know, I don't even think I... I may have went to bed at 11, so it was a good little dream, okay? He woke me up at 3 a.m. and had me look up the definition of pettiness and its roots. But stay with me because I'm going to tie it up at the end. So in the dreams, every time they ended, I was alone. I wasn't alone in the midst of the dream, but at at the end, he kept reminding me, I need my alone time with you. I need you to maintain our secret place. I need you to run back to me. So one day as I I was at work and I was reading my Bible, I was told to go to 2 Corinthians. And as I began to read, I came across um, chapter 11, where Paul, that's Paul, man, Paul is so true. Like, I love Paul. So Paul was talking to the church of Corinth, saying, I am jealous for you with jealousy of God himself. And I was immediately taken aback. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. How can a human have a God-like jealousy? And as I kept reading, Paul said, I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. And as I kept reading through chapters 10 and 13, I didn't quite understand what was being said, but Holy Spirit told me not to move from that passage. 
So it was maybe, I wouldn't even say that same night, but the next day I woke up or it may have been even that next night, I read the passage again and I started taking notes. But before that, I um, looked up the definition of jealousy to make sure, you know, I was on the right track and I had everything that I needed to know about jealousy before I could overcome it so I could know how to attack my um, feelings and come against my feelings in that way. So you all, you guys already know what scripture I'm coming from, but just to reiterate, let's go to second Corinthians chapters 10 through 13, and I'm gonna break it down for you, but you can go back and read it on your own time. So in chapter 10, Paul was creating the imagery of what jealousy looked like to me. And some key words that Paul used were seemed boasting, building and unashamed. The funny thing about the scripture, though, is when I was first trying to overcome jealousy, and that was like back in March, <laughs> like when quarantine first started, uh, God took me to that scripture, too. But in chapters 10, in chapter 10, verse 12, Paul says they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as standards of measurement, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. That's what Paul said. So as I kept reading over that, Holy Spirit said, you can't compare yourself to someone else because y'all aren't purpose and anointed for the same thing. Y'all are not created to do the same things. And our God wouldn't be a, a God of creativity if he had done that, if he had made us all to be the same. We were made in the likeness of Christ. Come on, Holy Spirit. So I noticed that jealousy is simply a lot of assumptions and boasting and building titles for yourself, which is why Paul reminded us at the end of chapter 12, at the end of chapter 10, excuse me, if you want to boast, boast only about the Lord. So as we continue over to chapter 11, Paul talked about having a Christ-like jealousy and me trying to overcome my jealousy. I was intrigued to that because I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. If I could justify how I'm feeling right now, <laughs> honey, let me, let me, let me see. But no, um, I knew that this bondage was something that I needed to re-release from because it wasn't a pure intention how Paul's was. Oh, come on here, Holy Spirit, because Paul's jealousy, because oh, Paul's jealousy um, he said, let me go back to the scripture. He said, I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ, his jealousy was pure. My jealousy was not. <laughs> so as Paul began talking about how I was supposed to be a pure bride, I realized that every act I was doing before under the understanding that it was a seed of jealousy that was in me, my actions were impure. For instance, the pettiness. The pettiness was a sign of jealousy. But I'm going to come back to that. Just a little, just a little nugget or so. So a little background. As I was starting my podcast, I began trying to brand my own self. I post daily on inst on my Instagram feed, and even if the, even if the pictures had nothing to do with what I was trying to portray, I simply just wanted to put my name out in the open. So as I started 
as I started doing this, I noticed how my intent, my attention seeking started to increase for the wrong things. But I literally only cared about one person's intent, one person's attention. So that was a seed of jealousy. And this is as my jealousy is growing where I only start caring about the one person's in, um, attention. And I say jealousy is growing because every time I saw that person's name under someone else's post and y'all girls don't act like y'all don't do the same thing. Okay. Don't leave me hanging here. But even if you do, it's okay. Cause Holy spirit, you know, he told me to say this and honey. <laughs> and every time I saw that person's name under someone else's post, well, I'm pretty sure you know how I felt. So I, def I finally decided to remove all my posts on Instagram and start afresh. And I prayed and I told God, I want my page to be led and orchestrated by you. And if you look under the caption of my first page, which is, you can go follow me, y'all, at Just Me, Just Mari. But as I, if you look under the caption under my first post, I wrote, so we'll see what's next. Not knowing exactly what I meant when I said that, but I, I did know it meant I had to let God be God. See, that's what's, that's that's the problem with me. Sometimes I feel like I need to overcome everything by myself. I need to overcome it right then and there, which is why back in March, I thought I had already overcome jealousy because he took me to the scripture, but he didn't reveal to me this exact thing that I am going to tell you guys about. So throughout all this time, when I noticed that jealousy was arising, when I knew that pettiness was some, was was settling in, I had gone to see my counselor and I even confronted the dude about um, some things that I was feeling. <laughs> Jeez, Holy Spirit. Okay, just, just you know, you could go ahead and let me put all my business out there or whatever. So as I was saying about chapter 11, jealousy was arising. As jealousy was arising, it was an unknown act of serving two masters. Which is why, once again, I reiterate, Paul said, I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, which is Christ. Jealousy was making me put on, the, on, on a disguise of, of security. Woo, I just stuttered so hard. <laughs> Jealousy was making me put on a disguise of security in who I am, but insecure due to the fact of attention seeker, seeking. Let me repeat that one more time. Jealousy was making me put on a disguise of security in who I am, but I was insecure due to my attention seeking. Dang, that was good for me. I had to repeat that for myself. Hold up. Mm. Jealousy caused me to search for an opportunity to boast on social media. It gave me an opportunity to brand my own name. And just because I was using the Lord's name does not make my intentions any more righteous or any more pure. I was creating a false imagery. So as I'm about to wrap up this little third podcast, hey, I'm going to feed you guys a lot of information. So if you remember what I previously said about God giving me two words to cancel out jealousy, and those two words being humility and honor. In chapter 12, Paul himself identified weaknesses within himself that he wanted to remove. But God replied, my grace is all you need. Paul asked three times 
for God to remove the thorn out of his flesh, the thorn out of his side. He asked him three times. And what I mean by a thorn is literally an insecurity. For me, it would be an insecurity because jealousy is a seed. But the root of that is insecurity. Three times I've asked God to remove insecurity. Paul could have asked him anything to remove pride, to remove fear, whatever it is. Paul pleaded three times, but God replied, my power is best in weakness. Jealousy is an emotion that encompasses every other feeling, raging from suspicions, from, from suspicion, from suspicion, to rage, to fear, to humiliation. And yes, I've identified with each of these things. Suspicion because it causes you to assume many scenarios that may have never happened, which can lead to petty behavior. Rage because I overthink myself into a bad mood and take it out on people around me. Fear because I don't want to confront the situation or my feelings. And humiliation, well, <laughs> that's what I'm doing on this part. No, let me stop. But humility, humiliation, that's where God comes into play. And he has me sharing all of these feelings, these ridiculous feelings, yet human feelings. And the root of jealousy is low self-esteem, poss possessiveness, and the fear of abandonment. So as I was reading chapter 12 and how Paul asked him three times for his, the thorn in his flesh to be removed, God showed me insecurity is, is my weakness. Insecurity is my thorn. And like Paul, I've cried, I've weeped, I've wept. Mm, yes, wept. I've praised, I shouted, you name it. <laughs> And, the, uh, and, and to uproot this jealousy, like pettiness, this pettiness that I'm trying to uproot, this jealousy that I'm trying to uproot, these insecurities I'm trying to uproot, God reminded me, my grace is all you need. Mm. Even though insecurity can cause jealousy, even though insecurity can cause fear, even though insecurity can cause comparison, I know where my power and authority comes from. This thorn in my, in my flesh keeps me in a place where I can always run back to my security, where I can always run back to my help, where I can always run back to God, the foot of my Savior. This thorn prevents, prevents me from boasting about other things. It keeps me from becoming proud. Because even when I was getting attention on social media, I still wasn't fulfilled. Insecurity keeps me running back to my secret place. And each time I ask for God to remove it, God reminds me my grace is all you need. My grace is all you need. My grace is sufficient for you. The insecurity, this insecurity that lies in my flesh is going to be how I'm able to identify with others and call things out quicker. It's going to help me deliver them as I get more and more delivered each time. And one of my friends even said, we're going to get delivered with the blueprint, 
and with the keys to help others deliverance process. My struggle is bigger than me. And it was even the same with Paul, because in chapter 12, verses 20 through 12, he says, for I am afraid that when I come, I won't find I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. I am afraid that I will find you quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance and disorderly behavior. Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you won't give up your old sins. Many of you won't have given up your old sins. Paul was able to identify all of these things because he once identified them within himself. He said, for I am afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and other disorderly behaviors. Paul was able to identify these things in others because he knew that they were once embedded in in himself. Paul has the blueprint to help deliver others. But humility will will occur when he knows, when Paul knows where his security comes from. He knows where his strength abides. Because God's power works best through weakness. Paul will have to remain, Paul knows that he will have to remain in his secret place to keep those previous sins under subjection. (laughs) Come on, Holy Spirit. He knows that a certain arrogance can arise because of the people that he sees and he knows that he's no longer bound to that. He He knows he's no longer a slave to sin. So God is going to have to humble him in his presence, in our presence, excuse me, because it says, yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you won't have given up your old sins. Mm. So to wrap this all up, how do how exactly do you overcome jealousy with humility? I'm pretty sure that's the question you guys have all been waiting for me to answer. But how do you overcome jealousy with honor and humility? And don't get me wrong. I have not walked this out. I'm learning as I go. But in chapter 13, Paul gives us a final greeting. His final greeting says, be joyful, grow to maturity encourage each other live in harmony and peace then the god of love and peace will be with you let me reiterate that let me say that one more time be joyful grow to maturity encourage each other live in harmony and peace then the God of love and peace will be with you. Paul gives us the guidelines to help achieve jealousy by being joyful. Joy can only be found in the Lord, but not even only in him, but in his good works. 
That means knowing that what you see on someone else's life is because of their purpose, the way that they were designed, the way that they were created. Jealousy only occurs when you try reaching beyond the boundaries you were given. Living in harmony and peace is going to require acts of you hum- of humility, whether that be of your own peace by confessing how you feel or someone else's by not arguing. Sometimes the only way I obtain peace is by speaking and by writing my thoughts and feelings. You can't be petty and live in harmony with others. You can't be petty and live in harmony with others. Harmony means to be on one accord. It means to be balanced. And if I'm being passive, if I'm being uh, if I'm being passive aggressive, if I'm being petty, we aren't balanced because of unknown reasons. And the gracious thing about this all is that once you acknowledge these feelings, once you learn how to be joyful, once you try and grow to maturity, once and it's a trying It's a trial you have to go through. Once you learn how to encourage each other, once you live in harmony and peace, then, then the God of love and peace will be with you. A love that's unfailing. A love that you can find in the midst of uncertainty. And a peace that's incomprehensible. A peace that surpasses all of your understanding. Mm. So, as I go ahead and close this out in prayer, I mm, ask Holy Spirit, God, that you would just have your way. In each of the listeners' hearts, God, that you would just do a work so deeply in them, so profound, that They give you the glory because it's not because of their works, but it is only because of your righteous deeds, because of your grace, your grace that is sufficient, your grace that works at best in weakness, your power that works at best in weakness. God, unharden our hearts, uproot the seed of jealousy, uproot the residue of insecurity, God. But keep us, keep us coming back to you, God. Keep us coming back to to our secret place, to the foot of your cross. Keep us coming back and running back to you, God. Allow us to never lose our chase for you, God. So, Lord, as you have your way in these listeners' homes, as you have your way in these listeners' lives, Lord, do the unthinkable, do the impossible, God. Do what only you can do. We allow you to be God. Be still. We will be still in this season. Be still and know that you are God. We know you are God. We know you are God and God alone. That you are the provider of all of our needs. That you're gracious to fulfill everything that we're desiring, God. And as we delight ourselves in you, God, you will give us the desires of our hearts. So I cast out every seed of jealousy. I cast out every seed of insecurity, every seed of fear, every seed of pride, every seed of arrogance, God. 
And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would have your way, God. That you would give us the fruit of your spirit. That you would give us love. That you would give us a boldness and a confidence in who you have called us to be, God. That we will no longer compare ourselves, God, but that we will we will keep you in the forefront of our minds, God. That we will keep our eyes fixed on you, God. And that you will constantly perfect us. That you will constantly uplift us, God. That you would constantly allow us to come back to you. We run back to you. We run back to the loving arms of our Savior. And now, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name, amen.